No Ketchup Chicago. Good, my people. Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. I got a big time guest on the No Catch Up Hotline. All star, World Series champ, five time gold glover, Deuce Deuce, 22, Jay Hay, Jason Hayward. What's good, my guy? Bro, I appreciate that. That bring him out right there. You like that? <laughs> I appreciate that. that I appreciate intro, that. Huh? <laughs> that series. You know. Yes, sir, but no, thanks for having me, bro. Glad to finally make it on No Ketchup, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. First off, I know we were just talking before we hopped on and, and, and went live with it, but what you been up to, man? What's the quarantine beard look like? I know my shit looking, <laughs> I know mine looking gnarly right now. You know what I'm saying? I know you've been thinking about getting some more ink. What you been up to? No, I've been, um, no, I've been, I've been chilling, bro. Been, been working out at the house, you know. Me and uh, you know, me and fiance have been doing that, staying active, but but staying active in a different way, obviously, away from people. Um, you know, walking around the neighborhood, bro. You know, we got some hills, we got some streets with some nice, you know, some nice views of the valley. So that's that's cool out here in the AZ. Um, we yeah, got some scooters. You, okay, you know? yeah, because you decided to stay out in, in Arizona. <laughs> yes, sir. It's it's just better for for the weather, but it's it's just nice to not have anxiety about. Uh, for one, you know, leaving the house, like food in a city, you know, like Chicago, like Atlanta, where you know there's a lot of people. I know people are staying inside better now and, and got more under control over that. But for like AZ, you can kind of keep your distance and and get what you need and and kind of just you know get that cabin fever. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so yeah, just getting getting the workout, been hanging out, watching, you know, Apple TV, the Netflix, the Hulu's, you know, the HBO stuff. Um, definitely, um, you know, working on ink and, and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I know, I know that's wide, been on your brain. Yes, sir. It's like uh, a perfect time to get tatted. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That, right. It feels like a perfect time to do a lot of stuff, but it's like, nah, let's, let's make sure we, we staying, staying safe and keeping it chill. You already know. Before we get into the, before we get into the thick of the, the interview, big time salute on donating, uh. That two hundred thousand the Chicago Food Bank working with MASK and uh for the COVID nineteen relief, man. Very gracious, man. The city appreciates that. It's uh it's an incredible gesture. No, it's it's love, bro. It's love. Um, you know, it's trying to bring some positivity, you know, in, in a strange time, you know, where there's a lot of questions to be answered. Just hopefully, you know, helping take a little bit off of, you know, what is a, a large plate for the country right now for for our city, man. So it's just get back and Try and do something. Yeah, exactly right, man. I that that's great. I was really happy when I saw that come through the ticker. Um, put a smile on my face, no doubt. Yesterday would have been opening day in Milwaukee. How you feeling? I know LeBron talked about being in tune with his body, and essentially he was like, "My body's asking me why I'm shutting down right now. We're we're getting ready to go into the playoff stretch." You know what I'm saying? Is that kind of how right. you're feeling with? Man, your body's so, just being a vet, your body's so ready to, to get the season started when it comes to late March, and now you're kind of on hold. I think my mind is more is more messed up with it 
then my body, you know, we out here, we work out. Um, when you're in spring training, it's, it's a different workout vibe. You know, you got a routine where, you know, especially as a vet, you know, you play maybe twice, you know, two games in a row. You know, you progress, you know, throughout the spring and, and you kind of work your way up. You get a couple of days in a row playing, you get a couple of days off. You know, you get to work on some stuff here and there around around the complex, around the facility. You know, so you're taking care of your body all the time. You're very in tune with what's going on. And you're kind of just waiting for that that next step of the season. So I feel like, if anything, that's that's kind of what I'm stuck in right now. I'm like in the mode and stuck in not not knowing how to make sure I'm not doing too much, but still keep keep in shape and and do enough to just be ready for when we on again. Yeah, how are you approaching that time? Are you just you getting just extra gym time or more mental prep or how are you approaching that? Well, shoot, bro. Right now, the gym time is is the backyard, and <laughs> right, you know, we we got some, we got some equipment from the complex. Um, you know, we we ordered some stuff, you know, to the house, so we got plenty of stuff here. And actually, you know, honestly, these are some of the best workouts I've had because it's clear mind, not worrying about saving anything or leaving anything in the tank for a game, um, but also just being efficient and moving. So I'm just kind of approaching it. Like like my off season, you know, get my workouts in, you know, still have a, a normal schedule, you know, somewhat of a normal schedule, you know, that and sure I'm still living life and you know, done around the house, you know, hang, hanging out with, you know, hanging out with my lady and, and getting stuff done that way, enjoying that time, but still knowing that, you know, there's a goal in mind, there's something I gotta be ready for, and, and I'm gonna be in shape. So I just been, you know, make sure I also eat well, you know, not not overeat right now because it's very easy to tell yourself. Man, I gotta crush some food. You know, I'm kind of sitting around, not doing. So it's just, you know, right now, more than anything, just staying disciplined, bro. Right. That's all. It's always the key, man. Discipline, being proactive with it. I heard you mention Netflix and Hulu and all that real quick. Before I don't want to get too off track, but I just started Handmaid's Tale <laughs> with the lady. We've been watching that. What you been watching on the, on the stream? Well, first of all, Handmaid's is is wild. That shit you know, is crazy, you gotta, dog. You, 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 you got you got to hang with them at first because at first you're just like, bro, what the fuck is going on, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? You, yeah. you watch this stuff, you're like, all right, you you waiting for something to pop off, but you just like they just leave me along this path that I don't even know if I want to keep going. And once they get past that the early dialogue, I feel like it's bro, every episode is like intense, and and you just kind of look around the corner for like what what crazy is going to happen next? They right. could actually happen in out here in the real world. Uh, in in the world we live in, but um, you know, we we've dabbled in some Westworld. We've been um trying to catch up on some, you know, watch some documentary stuff, you know, at, at times. But I think you know we've we've been actually right now, but on the Harry Potter, just renting them and and watching them in sequence. Um, okay, I yeah. think we watched the we got we got the first three right now, and and we're just gonna kind of make our way through. Um, I know there's a new movie that came out um, on Apple TV Plus called the The Banker with uh, with I forget my man's name, but I know Samuel is in that too. We want, we want to try to catch that. Um, so, but we just kind of just just missing it around with Netflix. We started a Designated Survivor, but we kind of kind of left that hanging you know, a oh, little bit. Was weak, you know, it, it was cool at first. It was like a it, it, hey, it was it was like the feel good story of House of Cards. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? It was like, all right, like, you got, you got the better version, but then it kind of got, you know, it kind of got repetitive, ground, Groundhog Day, absolutely. Right. So we, we're just going to keep, we're going to keep searching, but we're really waiting on, like, The Handmaid to come back. We're really waiting on Snowfall. We're waiting on um, C to come back. 
waiting on. I mean, I think Blackish has got some stuff. We're waiting on the shy to come back out. But I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what's gonna happen with the shy, but we're we hoping they hang in there and give us a new episode of the season. Yeah, I've been hearing big, big snowfall talk from my homies. I gotta watch. I need to throw that on. I haven't. They they are shocked. I haven't watched that yet. So I'm a. I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking dude could be I don't know this is this is early but I I don't remember the main character's name but I mean I don't know like I don't know his real name but but I'm thinking Saint could be like Denzelish like this is very Denzelish uh, yeah you know, see I gotta bro, check it out it's, it's like that okay yeah I'm a I'm a I'm gonna go ahead and and check that out I I was also getting heated up in the in the group chat because I don't have FX, so that was the other issue was on FX. So I I got a Hulu, right. so I'm a I'm a I'm gonna check it out on there. Right. But new sheriff in town, David Ross, the new manager of the Chicago Cubs. People don't know, or it, it might big time baseball guys would be privy to this, but Ross is your guy all the way back to Atlanta. He right. was a teammate of yours on the Braves, which a lot of people I feel like don't even haven't put that together. But before we get into that, what's something you learned from the five years with Joe Madden that you will keep moving into that you will keep something you learned from Joe during that time and that that you'll bring into the new regime with David Ross and the, and the guys? Something I learned with Joe, I would say in that time. You know, early on, it was like I, I kind of had to, you know, get my feel and kind of get a grip for how the differences. Uh, every everyone's going to do it different, and I just think it was a reminder of not only what have you done for me lately, but just never lose sight of you know there's always going to be something new. You know, you're always going to be treated differently. Everyone's going to treat you different. Everyone's going to think different. So don't. Don't go into something feeling like, okay, this is what I've just done. And, and regardless of how closely you think people, you know, know you or have watched you as an individual play, like they still have their system. They still have what makes them tick. So you got to be ready and be able to adapt to, to what's going on on that front when you, when you come into a new setting at all times. Yeah. And, you know, so for me, you know, I had to, I had to myself again, bet myself again, coming into not only, you know, how, how Joe, you know, likes to think and how he likes to manage, but just Chicago, the day games, you know, the, the to win, you know, a World Series every year, but just in in a different way on a, on a grander scale, you know, a more beautiful, I think, but also at the same time, scary, you know, different scale, which is so genuine, man. And to me, that's what makes Chicago so dope is, you know, obviously we're always looking for positivity, but when we go and, and when we win and when we got things happening in the right way as a city, bro, like there's there's no place like it. Man, you already know how I, I can co-sign that all day. If you if you win, <laughs> if you winning in this city, bro, it's a wrap. You can it's 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 a wrap. I like that though. Just you know, he 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 always gets like just be nimble, be flexible, be ready to take on you know different different things that come at you and and do it with grace. And I think that's a that's a good thing to take into the to the new regime. What you learn from Joe for sure. Yes, sir. I think it's a big talking point in the city. And and I'm not even just because you my guy. I'm still gonna keep it 100. I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm uh people are worried about David Ross. Everybody's teammate from you know from from the Cubs and and even yours all the way back to to Atlanta. Coming in now and being an authoritarian figure and being a manager. What would you say to the people, Cubs fans, that are worried about him balancing being a friend and a manager? 
Well, I would say first that, bro, this this man was my locker mate my first three years of my career in Atlanta. So, you know, he was like, you know, he was like Sonny for me in, in the Bronx Tales. Like, right. <laughs> he was like, you know, he, he was like Pops away from Pops. Like, I could go to him, run anything by him. He would always, you know, kind of keep me in place, let me know, hey, like, you're doing a great job, but, you know, I want you to look at this this way. You know, keep keep your shit in line. Don't fuck up. Right. You know, like, sm- smile and laugh and giggle when it's time to do that. You know, reward you when it's time to do that also. But also, like, you know, as, as a great teammate and as a leader, is is not let you take a moment off. Like, remind you always why we're here and why we're striving for perfection as a group. You know, don't don't step away from that. So to me, bro, he's always had the qualities of a great manager. Um, but for the fans to know also, man, from our perspective as as the players and the guys that have played with him and seeing him come into this role now, you know, we know how serious he is. And and for us, like bro, that the fact that he was a teammate is the least of our worries. You know, we're we're more thinking about all right, like we gotta stay healthy as a group this year. What can we do to make sure he looks good as a manager? What can we do, you know? No, I know as a whole, like for our, our bullpen, I know that's that stuff we, we're trying to figure out now. We got a little change in, you know, coaching staff there. We got change, you know, in some in new faces, you know, cycling in, which is how the business goes. We, we get some fresh arms in there and, and get some guys some depth because when you make the postseason four years in a row, bro, like that takes a wear and tear on, on everyone, but especially your pitching staff. Because that's a lot of innings. That's a lot of throwing late into the season when you start in February. So we got other other things that we're worried about other good things to be worried about that we want to, you know, get set in our ways and, and kind of gel quickly as possible besides Rossi being a former teammate. Like, we know where he stands. He knows what to expect out of us. He knows how to push our buttons. We just want to make him look good, if anything. I I never – people I don't, people aren't talking about that angle enough, I think. I think that's a good point <laughs> about, yo, this is our guy. We're going to go out and bust our ass for this guy. We're going to try to make 100%. things happen. We want him to look good just as just as much as we want to play well. About his um, you know, his first, I guess, speech, so to speak, to us, or you know, his first time addressing the group all together before we started camp, bro. We got out of that meeting like, bro, we're ready to run through a wall. Fired up, we, we, you know what I'm saying? We we know the passion behind it, and he he made it clear to us that we we're, we're not here for him. You know, he wanted to make sure that we know that we're here for each other. We're here for the man next to us. That we all affect each other in different ways. And all the, all of our decisions that we make on and off the field affect each other directly, and just to keep that in mind and stay focused, bro. So now nah, it's it's definitely you know a great guy to have. He's played for a lot, a lot of great managers, played on a lot of great teams. He's seen. We talk about that that song with Jeezy and Hove, seen it all. Like this man's seen it all. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, he's played on he's played on the losing teams. He's played on the winning teams. He's played with Hall of Famers. He's played with some of the worst guys. Like he's he started some in his career. He's been a backup catcher. And now he gets to manage the game from you know, the further dugout. So it's it's a great guy to have, in my opinion. So that's very very that's very 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 well said. Yeah, it's uh it's an exciting time, man. It's always it's always exciting when when new stuff comes in. And I think another way you can answer, if I'm answering my own question, is just like you said, you 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 know the passion behind it. You know how much experience he has. When when he when he tells you or Riz or Javi or whoever else that they may need to take a seat or they need to make maybe drop in the order, it's like yo, we right. trust this guy. I I I trust what he's saying. I know there's a valid reason behind it, so it's not gonna it's not gonna be a big issue. I think that that's another way to look at it as well. 
No, bro, absolutely, because we, we've already had those tough conversations with him. You know, and, and I feel like as players, especially as someone like myself, who's, you know, one of the leaders on the group, in the group, and then someone who's been around the game enough now, like, I, I went to him right away. I was like, hey, you got anything you need to say to me, bro? Go ahead and say it. Like, don't don't feel like you're going to hurt my feelings because I feel like you already busted my ass enough and right. busted my head enough you know, <laughs> throughout my career, you know, on and off the field in, in the best way possible because we, we know where it's coming from, man. It's coming from the heart. It's coming from wanting to see the best for everyone and, and get the best out of everybody. So, bro, there's no issues with him telling people like, it's you no, know, we're, we're brothers. You no, know, we're friends. You no, know, we got we got father figures in this game and in this business. I've been fortunate now to play for you know some teammates that have been you know, one to some managers, some coaches. Now, like the relationship doesn't really change. If anything, you just you really appreciate you know being in the trenches with someone that you you fought through. A long season with, and now you get to you know fight through it again with them and try to have a chance of winning another ring. We we'll, we'll leave the that we'll leave the David Ross questions right there. I think that's very well said, <laughs> and, and we ready to go. Um, let's talk about the squad. That's a good segue into the team, and I want to talk to a little bit about you about some goals. We know you want to win the division, team goals. You want to win mm-hmm. the division, win the NL, win the World Series, right? Mm-hmm. But for you personally, coming off improved power numbers, 21 home runs last year, what are some personal goals you have for 2020? How you been approaching that cage work or, or, or anything else you've been focusing on in particular? Um, you know what, bro? I think you know, as you get older, the more years you play, the more time you put in, the, uh, the more wear and tear, so to speak, on your body and your mind in this game. I think something that I can take from Joe um, is, you know, to continue to build on doing simple better, you know, just, just keep, you know, doing myself, keep working hard, but work smart. Um, you know, make sure I don't burn myself out. Make sure I know, you know when to get my rest. And that starts honestly, like in spring training, you know, when, when not to blow it out, when, when not to stress, you know, too much mentally. And I think last year, that was the biggest thing for me was going into the season knowing, Hey, like this, this is who I am. I'm me, you know, go out here and be myself, be an athlete be on the field, you put the work in and, and just go trust that on a daily basis. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, you hope for, you help, you hope for health, you hope for a healthy season out of your ball club, out of, out of your guys, out of, especially out of your main group that's on the field every day. But for me, that's what I go into every season. I just want to have happen is if I'm healthy throughout the year, if, if I can be on that field as many times as my body will allow me, bro, like a lot of stuff is just going to come into play naturally and, and be a lot of good things for my ball club. There you go. Look at Jay Hay always r- r- running it back to the team, man. You did, this, that, that, <laughs> this, this, this just goes into my, my, my next question. You just always bring it back to the squad and just the, the, the unit as a whole. Why is being such a good teammate so important to you? Because, like, that is, that's a – that's your every you always preach every time we talk about anything going on with you, you relay it back to the team. I ask you for some personal goals, you relay it back mm-hmm. to the team. Why is being such a good teammate so important to you? Countless gestures, Bro, I, I mean always being a rock. Why, why is that such a such a key for you? I I the learning of playing baseball, you know, from growing up to now. Um you know, and a lot of people will tell you different. First grade over here, Riz would tell me, like, bro, like I never really played on any winning teams until I got to the Cubs. You know, and and even when he got to the Cubs, you know, they started off losing. He lost hundred games in 2014, I think 2013 as well. And then 
know, being able to make the postseason four years in a row. Um, you just you see a lot of things, bro. Like you see a lot of you know ups and downs throughout the year. You see you know a lot of people fighting you know for for their lives as individuals, but also trying to fight to win. And you just know that everybody's actions can affect each other, bro. Like like Ross Stewart telling us in that meeting. Uh, what you do on and off the field, how you carry yourself every day, you know, when you when you get down and, and you pout, that spreads like a cancer as fast as anything. Um, when you're positive and and you just go about your work every day, regardless of what's going on, that spreads. You know, those are positive things that you can take on a daily basis just to make a simple difference, bro. And and people rely on that consistency. People start to you know, I started to notice that about myself where people, you know, expect me to hold myself to that, bro. Like if, whether I'm struggling or not, just be the same guy on a daily basis. You know, if you have a bad game, but we, okay, bet, you know, like don't, don't let anybody else see that. You have a great game and we lose. You know what I'm saying? Just, just kind of be the same dude because there's enough ups and downs throughout the year as an individual and as a team that they're going to be tough to get through. But if you can just kind of be that rock, be that dude that people know that we can go to him for anything. He's open. We know he's going to lay it on the line on the field. You know, trying to take an extra base. He's going to get sacrifice his body, right, to make a diving play. He's going to cut and bleed for us. But at the same time, you know, he's also going to be a dude that's you know, trying to send everything back to the team. And it's it's just a positive vibe and it's contagious, bro. And I think, you know, David Ross is a testament to that. I know he has a book that he read. And I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, plug his book or anything like that. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, you know D- David Ross, uh, Ben Zobers, you know, myself, I play with uh, Martin Prado that's like that. Um, Michael Bournes, you know, I mean, shoot, Tony Rizzo's, you know, Javi Baez's, um, Yadier Molina's. I mean, there's a, there's a line of people, bro, that are just great teammates in this game that you just see naturally people gravitate towards. Yeah, I think that's well said. I think always being, being trying to stay even keeled just in life, period, is always good advice. And then just knowing there's just homies you know who you could call who are always going to be upbeat and – that's what you need. So you, you don't need you you tend to or I I'll speak for myself. I tend to avoid super up and down folks, hot and cold folks. Like I that, I just don't really need that, right? So but if right. but if you're gonna be solid and even keel all the time and, and I know I could count on you for whatever, that, that that's who mm-hmm. I'm gonna lean on. I think that's very well said, yeah. Facts. And and bro, it's a it's the team game. Like you you gotta remember that you're not out there doing it alone. Like, bro, you could be having a bad day, but you can make a little play. And then, bro, it makes a difference because you got eight other dudes in the lineup with you that night. They're going to go out there and help you get this dub, right? Um, now, I feel like, you know, rest in peace. But Kobe, you know, towards the latter part of his career, you know, even when, um, you know, Shaq, you know, went on to Miami and whatnot, you know, Kobe got those those two rings in 2009, 2010, back-to-back with teams that probably were not as talented. But – you heard him talk about, you know, he had to figure out, you know, what to do to make his teammates better, not just to make himself go and 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 push them that way. So, you can you can be a dude that shows up every day and posts and you know becomes a Hall of Famer and puts up his own numbers, but if you didn't really affect the people around you in a great way, then I feel like you're doing a lot of a lot of people a disservice and you're doing yourself a disservice because you want to try and win, bro. The, the end goal at the end of the day is to be holding that trophy with your boys, is to win as many you know division titles as possible to make the playoffs as many times as you can in your career. And then once you get a taste, you, you need it again. I know that's how you bro, feel you, about it. Bro, you, you need it again, and, and it sucks to not have it. 
You know, I've been fortunate enough to make make more postseasons than not. Right. But it, it sucks not making the playoffs. It sucks being that team that's at home chilling, watching everybody. And, bro, it's just you want to compete, man. You, you want to be out there competing when you got a fan base you know, like this one. It's, it's kind of, you know, for me, dream come true. It just, it just never ends as far as feeling like a dream because, bro, Chicago, I mean, keep, keep going on and on and raving about it. But the fan base, bro, like they show up and show out. It's just real and, out here, man. You know, it, it's, it's it's real out here. So when when you can get that vibe and when you can you know, get that October feel on the north side and you can get those cubby blue hats all around the city and, and stuff like that, you know, the decorations, it's something that you want to have happen over and over and over. Right. I was going to say, at least on the north side, that's how we get down. I don't know what they do on the other <laughs> side, but <laughs> at least hey, on the north all, side, that's good. how it goes. <laughs> yes, so, look, listen, I I know all that, all that, uh, the, the positive shit you just said. I know there's got to be some guys. Who are your boys' boys on the squad? Like, when you got to go blow off some teams. Because you can't be the rock all the time. You know what I'm saying? You got to go Facts. talk some shit to somebody. Who who are your boys' boys on the squad that you could pull to the side and be like, yo, this is how I'm really, really, really – I can't I can't go out. <laughs> before before I go talk to the press real quick, let me tell you how I'm right. really feeling before I, before I step into the media room. Who are your boys like that you that you go to on the squad like that? Well, I feel like there's uh you know you know throughout a throughout the year there's different times right where you go through different stuff. So it might be something on a you know, on an on field level, it might be something on an off field level, um, you know life stuff in general. But I feel like I can go to Riz anytime I need to, you know on, on thing, you know because we kind of go through you know, similar stuff as being two of the guys that everyone looks to in the clubhouse and. We just try to bounce ideas off each other and you know, just continue to try and be there for the group. Um, I go to Javi right away, bro. That's that's on anything. You know, we can go do you no know, nothing, listen to some music and kick it, bro, and and just be chilling on life and right. you know, keep just keeping things down to earth. And I feel like that's probably my my go to. That's 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 my little brother right there, and just watching the way he plays the game on the field. You know, he's always trying to look for that edge. He's always trying to make the next play, and he he does it fearlessly, but has that sixth sense on the field. Um, you know, so I feel like we all feed off of him. He's so and, much fun to been, watch, Doc. Bro, you it's know ridiculous. what I'm saying? Like we, bro, we we all feed off of him, and and he he's one of the leaders by example, and it's just been dope to see him grow into that. Um, you know, as a player, but I can go to bro, I can go to Wilson. You know. Every now and then, too, and just kind of pick his brain, see what he's got. Cause he's got, you no, know, he, bro, he's got a mindset where this mug is a machine, bro. This man every day is a workhorse, caballo. I, I can like, see that, no doubt. Bro, you, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you got people that are your checks and balances throughout the day, to where, um, you know, Victor Carantini, you know, another catcher. He's he's kind of like Rossi was, you know, but he's he's a switch here that he could also probably start on, you know, on, on a lot of teams right now as a catcher, but. Just different perspectives, bro, throughout the year, throughout the day that are nice to have, you know, in your back pocket as your boys, you know, as fellow outfielders, you know, Swarber, you know, Hap, um, you know, Almora, bro, we, we all talk different stuff. Right. And, and, and it's been really fun, you know, this is what, be year five here now. So it's like, it's kind of at that point where, bro, you can kind of go to anybody. We, we've been around each other with brothers, with boys. We know what's going on off the field with the kids, with people's dogs, right. you know, families, you know, weddings, all that stuff. So I'm just in a, in a real fortunate spot right now where I got a lot of options. That's dope, man. I love it. I love it. 
Let's move into the culture. I know because I know we always talking clothes and we always talking music right. and you're a Nike guy. Wait, what, is, what, what was that saying you said uh, that Madden says, doing simple better? Do simple better, right. Do simple better. That's what a lot of y'all folks out here that can't dress need to do. Do simple better. <laughs> go get a black T-shirt that fits, uh, a black pair of jeans, and go get just some kicks, bro. Do simple better. That, that's it. I feel, you feel me? I feel that. Because they do yes, Some of y'all doing too much. Anyway, we'll, we'll, I digress. We're, we're going to talk some clothes. <laughs> we're going to talk music. What have you been listening to while you working out this spring? A lot of music's been dropping. I know you big, you big, right. big, big. I, if people don't know this, Jay hey big, big, big on the Spanish vibes. Bobbin, <laughs> Bad Bunny, him and right. you, you be brushing up on your Spanish. So what you been listening to uh, while you working out, getting gearing up? So Bad Bunny and um and and Balvin, Jay Balvin actually just they both just dropped albums. Um, you know. Jay Balance his colors and Bad Bunny. I don't even know his, but you got to ask people. I asked Hob. I was like, hey, what's that album album title? You know, El Conejo Malo's got going on. He's like, bro, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's, <laughs> it's it's a dope it's a dope album cover. Um, it's it's a new project. It's got some different vibes on it. Um, you know, I haven't listened to Balance all the way through. You know, Lil Baby, you know, just dropped out of Atlanta. My turn. Um, and I feel like it's always dope hearing his stuff. I feel like he's at that point now where he's Bro, he's you know a commodity, so people got him on remixes. People got him, you know, on you no know, features and stuff like that. Where you know when it comes time to put focus into your own, like you realize, hey, like this, this is a lot of work. This, this is that right. that different level, that next level of the, of this job where you, know, you got you got to stay focused. So it's always good hearing from from those three people. Um, you know, obviously always throwing, um, but Hove, bro, Hove is always on. On, on a playlist. I was just listening bro. to 444 yesterday, dog. It's so good, too. Like, he, he's, uh, man, his whole collection is crazy. Right. Like, I, I did it my way right now. Has made it on a lot of playlists. You know, for me, me, me and the lady been bumping that to, to workouts. Um, I, I like throwing, like, the new stuff in, but I like, you know, going back you know, to some old stuff. I mean, Travis Scott, Mama Cita, you know, it pops up. Um, you know, some Jeezy pops up. Um, you know, two chains pops in there, bro. But I just I like mixing it up. J Cole, you know, yeah. for for the vibes. For the big you, vibe. you, you, you just need the you just need the balance. You need you need that even kill to turn up, but also kick it and chill. And Who, I feel like that's what we all on right now. That hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> who's running? Uh, who running the music in the clubhouse? Well, they 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 ask me often to put some music on, um, but. You know, it's 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 a it's a shared thing. I would say, you know, we we got our uh, our head travel secretary VJ. He'll throw his iPad on there and he'll, you know, he'll he'll mix it up for us okay, every well. now and then with the pan with the Pandora station. Right, a lot of times he's throwing on some hip hop, some Travis Scott, some Drake, right. uh, some Jay Z. But then you know, you got the country mixed in on the days like when Lester's starting. Um, uh, okay, you know, right. Hendrix, Hendrix has that. Uh, what's that? That song. That, Cali vibe, you know. That surfer, that surfer, um, that low key. Um, but you know, I would say daily, regular, me, Javi, and Riz, you know, we're, we're the ones that rotate with the music, and I, I always got to make it a point to tell people, bro, because everybody in the clubhouse is feeling the same way with me on this. When Riz gets the music, bro, he'll put on the most random shit. Like sometimes <laughs> he'll put on some dope. You're like, all right, bet Riz, like that. That's what's up. You're like, okay, Tony. But then next thing you know, he's like Backstreet Boys. He's like 
you know, sound of music kind of shit, like right. Disney shit. Like, like, bro, like Beauty and the Beast blasting this shit, and then he walks out of the clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's just, he, he he knows how to push those buttons to get everybody, you know, sometimes going in, in whatever way possible. And it's it's something unique, but it's it's dope to have around. There you go. Frozen soundtrack and shit. He running in front of Right, bro. It's, <laughs> I'm telling you, this shit's real. This shit's real. You cannot make it up. That's funny. Yo, listen. We always talking kicks. We sending them back and forth, what we looking at, what we like. And now you're a Nike mm-hmm. guy. Big J one guy, Jordan one guy, you rock him on the street all day, but you you haven't put him you ain't put the spikes on yet. What's up? I need you to I, I need to see some some elevens or something crazy on the spikes. <laughs> so this this is what I got for you on that. I love that. I get asked that a lot. Like, hey Jay, like, why don't you uh why don't you ride jump, man? Right. You got, you got the J's. Um, so bro, like you know how Ford, Lincoln, Mercury, how they got their whole umbrella thing? Yeah. Like, you know, Ford, like they're not gonna let you put a Lincoln sign on on the Raptor. Right. Or, you know, they're not Lincoln not gonna let you put the, the Raptor sign on on the um on the navigator or whatever it is. Like that's that's how Nike is with Jumpman. You know, Jordan uh... got his thing and he's got he's got his own he's got his whole own lane, you know, over there. Um and it's just it's just different. So you can't really put ah, the swoop. See, I thought on, if you were a Nike guy, you could just rock the the it would fall in the same bucket, but no. Nah. Like like because so Nike, when they when they got their guys, like for one, I was with I used to be with Swingman under Griffey Jr. Um no, I I I've been I was with Swingman from two thousand eleven to well, I wanna say they stopped it after two thousand sixteen because of rights or whatever, but so that was a whole different thing with his own logo and his his swing and whatnot. Um, but Nike does it separately. Like Nike, you know, pays guys merch. They pay guys cash when it comes to you know a yearly basis or whatever. And that's kind of how you work your contract with them. But Jumpman does more merch. They don't pay cash anything merch, but they also just flood you with Jordan stuff. Flood you with the Jays. They flood you with the you know with the with the apparel. Right. Stuff like that. So for me, I've been with Nike for so long since like 2007. You know, the way they write their contracts up, hey, like if you sign with us, you know, anytime you decide to leave us, you know, we got the option to at least match or or do better than that contract. Right. So basically, they got a, they got an option to to outbid whoever wants to come take us on. So you you won't see me rocking any jump man anytime soon on the field because right now with nike it's like nah if you with us like we, we gotta have you right. been in this thing for 10 years with us and you've been loyal to us we, we've been loyal to you so this is how we want to move which is dope because i still get my special makeup so i get my stuff this custom fit i get my g's I, I get all that stuff this it's still super fly but you know the, the jump man stuff i just you know you chance you know me rocking some some ones some something cultural whatever right well, Edgy, I mean, and I feel you. You gonna pick the you gonna pick the wave of cash before the wave of merch too. Facts, <laughs> facts. Uh, yo, so, I don't and, need and, no and, more kicks. And, matter of fact, <laughs> exactly. And and with the Nike deal, you get merch and cash. So it's like, okay, bet this this is a major business move. I get some cash and I got the merch to go get the J's. Right. Say less. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, pass me them. Uh, <laughs> pass me them Nikes right now. I'm gonna tie them up. <laughs> <laughs> Matter, right. As a matter of fact, nah, I'm good. Don't even worry about it. Actually, jump man, no, nah, I'm good. Exactly. Don't worry about it. Exactly. <laughs> and on that same token, let's talk brands because you know everyone's building their personal brand. Everybody's trying to mm-hmm. do you know different things. Um, 
What type of brands do you want to work with in the future? Any specific industries that pique that your interest? That's something that we wouldn't be expecting. Like, are you a big tech guy or anything that you, you know what I'm saying, are, are, are looking looking to capitalize during your career, <clears throat> post-career, but anything that anything that piques your interest? Man, I feel like photography would be dope to get. Um, a lot of respect for uh, do the drone photos and the videos, you know, kind of tying that into showing people whatever you want to show. Like, we're, along with, like, the like the GoPro fan that I want to um, you know and maybe just use that for whatever it is right like something socially something cultural um, something to do with animals like family like just just being a good you know humanitarian whatever it is like just in times like right now I feel like as of right now like that to me that stuff is is kind of dope and, and you can always tie music in um, me, right. me and my lady were just talking the other day about, um, she was like, yeah, I feel like you always know like what music to play in, like in what time, like you pick the vibe and you're good at picking that out. So she likes me to pick the music sometimes. And I'm like, oh, I'll be trying to ask her what she wants to listen to, but like, nah, like I like when you, cause you know, you, you get, you got a good feel. For so to me, that's, that's kind of, um, so right now, kind of all I, um, you know, I've been big in, in you know, of course, we talked about the donation, just trying to make sure you know, that impact is made because it's, you know, at this point, bro, like, you know, the, the money is there um, and people say, oh, like, well, you got money, this and that. And, you know, we're, we're all judged based off of that stuff because we make money. We get paid to be an entertainer, blah, blah, blah. But to me, it's not even about that. It's just, bro, you can make an impact. You can make a difference. Um, you know, so I feel like I've done a pretty good job taking care of my family, making sure they're straight. And you know, I have two. They want to make sure I was established first and and all set, but I feel like that's a better place. You know, people talk about voting and people talk about you know politicians. People talk about what kind of rights and this and that. But I feel like you know you can talk about all that stuff all you want to, but you know what kind of difference are you going to make as far as going out there and actually doing something, actually you know supporting something financially or supporting something by hearing something out and getting on and talking to some people. Just trying to make a difference any way possible. Yeah, man, that's dope. Because the the philanthropy and then the 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 photo and the the video and all that stuff can all be tied up together and to make uh-huh. a difference. You know what I'm saying? The photo stuff and video stuff is something I've always enjoyed as well. It's just really dope because you can kind of tell your own story or tell the story you want in in however way you want to. There's no limits right. on the on the on the photos and being creative with, with that type of stuff. You you're not in any type of box. I think that's what makes it really dope. Absolutely. We'll close it out here. Let's talk a little bit about community and just about, because this is a kind of a question that I, I talk about with, with folks all the time is because when I was young, I played ball too. I wasn't, I wasn't, any, I wasn't that great. I was more of a football guy, but mm-hmm. there was still a lot of black kids playing baseball. How I want to angle it to you to, to kind of come off what you mentioned about the brands and just making an impact. I think this is a great question. Kind of, a great segue into it is how do we get more black kids playing uh, baseball? We know the story used to be flooded. Some of the best baseball players all time are brothers. Mm -hmm. How do we get more black folks playing baseball? And I got a, I have a, I have something I want to shed some light on in an opinion, but I want to hear what you're going to say. And and then we'll we'll run from there. You know what? Like 
early on, I want to say like, shoot, 10 years ago, you know, seven years ago, I feel like I had not a different answer, but a different perspective on it. Um, but now I feel like it's become more clear, you know, the more time because what people don't realize, bro, yeah, we all start, you know, you probably would agree. We all start playing a sport, you know, as a, at a young age to have some fun, get out the house, whatever, an opportunity to you know, get well around and kick it with your boys to stay out of some trouble. But then once you get to high school, it's like, okay, there's new opportunities in this. You can potentially go to college. You can potentially, you know, have a way to help pay for college. And, you know, when families see that opportunity with football, with basketball, you know, it's, it's dope because there's, there's a lot of opportunities, especially with football, with scholarships. But I think people don't realize that baseball has so few scholarships for how many players it takes to be on each team. Uh, I think, you know, the rosters are 25, 26 men. But baseball only gives like 11 point scholarships, like 11 and a half scholarships a season. That's a lot of people cut. You know, that's that's a lot of trying to the money out and figure out how am I going to, you know, assist these groups to get over here based off of athletic scholarship alone. And but just with baseball or, or coming from the hood, like coming from not having a family that can pay. Well, if you don't get there to get and be one of the top line people then your name's not going to be out there to get get thrown into the hat to be accepted these big school Man, I'm, I'm losing you brother, a little bit jay i got you yeah i can hear you a little bit it's, it's it's off for a little bit but i can you was cutting out a bunch got you so we still straight we, we, is yeah, you better good. Or no? yeah you good this is better yeah okay. It's better. okay dope i got you um sorry about that bro but um no, i just saying like bro it's just opportunity out there for for people to get to baseball like i had my pops around to get me to and from i had my parents around to get me to and from i feel like with with football with basketball so many people you know they say hey go hop in the car you know with, with your boys and y'all get to practice go hop in the car or, or go you know go to the gym take a ride on on your bike or whatever and get to a gym and go practice and and baseball is just a tough sport bro there's a lot of travel involved there's a lot of you know having to put out a lot of money you know, to go play. And I mean, my summer and what my sophomore summer and my junior summer, bro, we played 96 games in the summer after playing a high school season. And when it comes to baseball, like that's, that's a lot. That's a, that's a lot of on the move. That's a lot of on the go. That's a lot of hotels. And, and that was playing for one of the best of the best, you know, in the country, one of the best AAU teams in the country at the time. So just to get that kind of exposure, to get that kind of dedication, bro, it's so hard in baseball. So I feel like football there's way more opportunities the, the rosters are bigger you know there's way more scholarships going around you get treated better you, you get treated like a king that you, know, you go to college thing is interesting 11 and a half I, I don't think people realize that bro it's it's so low like you get treated like a king with football you get to college you know you you well, however you get on you, you get on the team you, you get scholarship and even if you don't play bro like you got a chance to get drafted and go make some bread right but with like you get your scholarship go to college only a select few going to get drafted and actually turn up with it. you know so you, you get drafted out of high school you go to the minor leagues you way right bro the, the salaries in the minor leagues are, are struggling and i think that's starting to be an issue to talk about but come from a household where y'all had some money go get other and then still trying to get their craft trying and go make a major league team that training 
So I just think it's long the road that people realize, bro. Like when I got drafted in 2007 out of high school, um, fortunate enough to be a first rounder, but I had to play at six different levels in the minor leagues before I got to the leagues. And you know, everybody has their own journey, right? Like some people start off at the lowest one and then take every step and, and work their way up. So that could take some people five, six years, bro. Some people you no know, longer. Or some people can go up in two years, three years, but there's just no teeth. And there's, there's so much uncertainty in it that you just don't know if you're going to be able to hang in there, bro. So uh, to me, that's the toughest part about African-Americans getting in the game of baseball right now. Yeah, I think that's well said. And I also think, tell me what you think about this angle. This is kind of what I've been thinking about. And and, and just to, to close out your point, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to go. It's a lot easier to go pick up a basketball and go get shots up than it is to go to a batting cage or or get a lot of get a lot of field work done is you, you need a lot of help mm-hmm. when it comes to baseball period. But I think the biggest thing too or a big thing for me is that the MLB as a whole is just not as appealing as like the NBA. It's not marketed <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not marketed like the NBA or, or, or something like that. Do you know what I'm saying? There's not no, the, no, the it's, access it's, with with Twitter and videos and highlights. The way it's it's just not as it's not as appealing. I, I, I don't know how I don't know another word to say it. No, but to young no, black I'm, folks, baseball is not appealing. I think it, it's it's I, I, there's a marketing angle to it too that could pick the numbers up. But I think that that I mean that's that speaks volumes. You know what what you just said because you know, right now MLB is trying super hard to push that. You know, I don't know if you you saw it at all last year. Like they kind of came out with an article where the commissioner was kind of ragging on Mike Trout, who, bro, like if you stop everything he's done today, he's not a famer. You know what I'm saying? But he he's still a young dude, and he's the you know, best baseball player on earth right now. But you know, the the commissioner kind of went at him for not being marketable enough. You know, not not being out here with the fans and interacting with people enough to fame and you know, it, like we play a season right like you no know, if you seven out of ten times you're still famer you know percentage wise over your career like there's a lot of failure in this sport so dudes are just they move a different way it's kind of like golf and a certain etiquette a certain like unwritten rules to baseball where you know, it's not as flashy of a sport but now you see guys trying to get going you see people going the store that's trying to do the tiktoks right. they're really trying to push hard to grow and make it more appealing and i mean i feel like you see you know my my, my brother javi he's on the damn cover of the uh, mlb the show this year 2020 because right. oh, they need that swag right it's someone the kids can relate to and, and say i want to be like this dude when i grow up i want to be like this dude when i go play I think, uh, but i just still yeah no but i think man fred going at trout is corny because that's it's almost the le- it's for me it's more the league's job to market the player the, if the if the player doesn't want to market the league He's doing his thing. You want to know what's a perfect example of like that's I think I believe it's the backwards way of thinking about it is because the NBA made Kawhi Leonard marketable and he's the most non-marketable person of all time. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Like they right. somehow turned right. in him he turned into a sensation. This guy is the most <laughs> he's impossible to market and they've and they and they've made him a market like they he's been marketed very well with New Balance. They got stuff coming out about no emotion is emotion. His stuff with Joe Fresh Good to Chicago. Like this guy right. is impossible to market and 
he's a marketing power now. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's right. it's a big thing about appeal. MLB needs to figure out a way to just be more cool at the end of the day to the younger guys. And I think doing supporting guys like Javi and putting Javi on the or mm-hmm. the, the cover of MLB The mm-hmm. Show, I think stuff like that's in the right direction. But I think that that would go a long, long ways on top of the very fundamental things that you brought up about opportunity and and more scholarships and and exposure that type of stuff but i think all, uh, they, right. they they need a marketing makeover as well uh, no because I'm, I'm the bread is there it's guaranteed it's not as right. rough as football right. like you you know what i'm saying like it, it's the it's there all the fundamentals are there it should be more popular than it is that's that's why i i get upset about it no i'm i'm with you i'm with you, you know but I mean? it's like no, no, I'm, I, I definitely feel that, bro, because uh, it's it's refreshing seeing this new stuff now. Like, I feel like I came in kind of in wave of, you know, having the super etiquette and, like, you hit a home run and you just put your head down and run and, right. you know, and extra, extra flashy whatnot. Like, you know, give me some time to kind of grow into me and whatnot. And, you know, every, every is different, though. You know, I came up with a lot of play for San Francisco. It was just, like, pretty cool, like, we we show up every day, work hard, head down, and keep it moving. Get, get to the show. It's, it's a different vibe. Right. I like just with reality of the people get hit with, bro. Like you tell kids, like they're gonna come out of college and they're gonna have to wait four or five years before they can really make some bread. You know what I'm saying? Tell them to come out of college, like dudes that play football. You know they get everything paid for them, right? They get treated like kings around the campus, on the off the field in their communities, tell them that they got to go wait, you know, and, and take some, you know, no offensive people working at McDonald's or whatever it is, but like tell them they got to take minimum wage money, right. For two, three years or four or five years and, and go figure it out while they're trying to get their way to the, to the next level and actually make some bread. You know what I'm saying? It's just a, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough sell. Reality, it's I a guess. tough sell. You know I'm saying it's 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 a it's a bro. It's a tough sell. It's, it's a tough, tough sell. You like, gotta love baseball. It's a tough sell to to like. Bro. I gotta grind it out in the minors before I even. And then y'all want to put us in this arbitrary state where people like Chris Bryant is still try, grinding to get paid. Like bro. it's a tough sell. You know, I feel you. You know, I I get it. I'm a, I'm I, as a matter of fact, I'm gonna go pick up a basketball right now. Like I'm not even <laughs> I ain't even gonna go do that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a tough, right. tough sell. So right. I, I feel right. you. So th- those are the things they gotta work out and right. work through. And because man, I would love to see in 10, 15, 20 years when I'm when I'm, when we kicked up watching the World Series, mm-hmm. it's, it's some more it's some more some more black kids in there playing ball, no doubt about it. Jay. I'm gonna let you off the hook. I appreciate the time. We uh, keep sending me some music. I'm gonna. I. I'm not. Have you listened? I'm gonna. You know what? We didn't even go go too crazy into it. I'm gonna send you some more music I've been listening to. I think you're gonna enjoy it. Okay. I appreciate uh, I you hopping on, man. I'm looking forward to the season. Hopefully, we can get it started in May and as uh, soon as possible. I need to get back to Wrigley myself. I'm itching to get back. Catch some sun and some peanuts and and kick it. So Thanks. no doubt. Thanks. Jay, hey, I yes, appreciate sir. the time, man. I'm gonna talk soon. I appreciate you having me, bro. We, we gotta do it. We gotta we gotta pop off some more combos because there's some good stuff in there. You already know.